everybody, and welcome to this special AstroCast for the new moon in Pisces. My name is Mel LaFera, and I'm an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego. So I look forward to bringing you into this new moon with some divine fortune. And that's what I'm calling this new moon in Pisces. It's going to be happening on Sunday, February 23rd, 2020, and it's going to be exact at 7.32 a.m. Pacific time. Now, this new moon is going to be taking place at four degrees and 28 minutes of Pisces. And we, uh, you know, I love the idea of divine fortune. It might not feel like it now as we're in deep in a Mercury retrograde that is going through this zone as well. And I'm sure a lot of people's heads are swimming and there's some uncertainty or overwhelm going along uh, with it. But I think that this new moon that is coming is going to get us in the place we need to be with a little help from spirit. Now, when we think about Pisces, uh, because this is a new moon, so the sun and the moon are meeting both at this degree, and so it's extra Pisces. Uh, And Pisces is, you know, this is a mutable water sign. This is an intuitive energy. This is a soul-searching energy. This is a connecting energy where we merge with others or maybe where we release from certain situations and where things go separate ways through a disillusion or dissolving. Um, But we're also imagining what new is coming, uh, and there's spiritual shifts that are taking place, uh, always with Pisces. But in this particular Pisces season, given the aspects of 2020, that is most certainly the case. So I do want to point out also that the new moon is taking place in the bounds of Venus, which we're going to see Venus definitely has a role to play in this new moon, and also the face of Saturn. So even though uh, it's going to be under the dictates of Venus, who wants to bring something of good, uh, but it might have the face of Saturn, which is always not that appealing. So let's think about our new moon ruler here, because the ruler of Pisces, traditionally speaking, is Jupiter, and Jupiter is currently in Capricorn. Um, So, you know, even though we are out of Aquarius season and out of Capricorn season, we just really can't get away from the action that's going on in Capricorn based on all the planets that are there right now. Uh, So there is partially this growth that is happening from a place of Jupiter and Capricorn, which has uh, a paring down element to it in order to grow. And so we have that Saturnian aspect of, uh, you know, what do we need to cut away? Where are we building? What's the long term look like? How are we growing towards that? Um, And how are we going to get there? Now, a very significant part of this new moon that is uh, taking place this Sunday is that the same day, Venus is going to be squaring our new moon ruler, Jupiter. So Venus, she's over in Aries in her own uh, special sort of detriment because <laughs> she's very fiery and feisty over there and a little less, uh, you know, her normal attract- attracted in type of self. She tends to go what after what she wants. Um And so here we have uh, her squaring Jupiter at the new moon conjunction. And Jupiter is also in a place of fall. So both of these planets are in conditions that can be a little challenging, but in the respect that what they are activating within the square, because squares always bring us activation or challenge or some sort of event where it's like, all right, it's go time. We're pushing here. And so even though you know, we're, we're pushing and they're going to, um, they're in this detriment and false space, you know, 
I think it's a good thing, and especially in Pisces season, that they're pushing forward to not uphold certain things. Because, right, I just said that Jupiter and Capricorn is about paring down to grow forward. And Venus and Aries, she's like, all right, I know what I want. (laughs) I don't know if that jives with the rest of you, but I know what I want, and I'm ready to change certain situations and to uh, move my life along um, towards this growth that I'm seeking, but it's not going to be in the way that upholds what once was. It's time to move on. Um, and through that, things fall away. Uh, you know, we it's just hard to keep a hold of. But that's part of Pisces season too, because it has this transcendent quality to it where we are moving past something. We connect with our spirit so we can transcend uh, to begin the next you know, zodiacal journey that is always our year moving through the uh, the zodiac, basically, and when Aries season arrives. So that's another reason why I'm calling it divine fortune is because, you know, these are the two benefics in the sky. Venus, uh, our love re- planet, our, what we attract in and what we value and and just that kind of magnetic quality is meeting Jupiter, which wants to grow and expand and, and, and bring fortune. And that's exactly what's going to happen. However, I think that sometimes, and I always tend to reiterate this with the idea of fortune, um, is that fortune isn't always how we see it at first. Maybe sometimes it is. But sometimes there's a surprise element there, uh, and especially when we have to go through some more uh, difficult points of life, which some of us might be doing right now based on the current configurations of just, you know, early 2020. Um, And so this season and this new moon in its mutable water state is spiritually moving us along. And that's not always a pleasant process. But through it and on the other side of it, there is this divine fortune that is being activated, and we might not be able to see it yet, but it's there. And it really plays into the fact that, um, you know, this is seeding in as Jupiter is making its sextile to Neptune, too, in the skies, which is one of the longer-term planetary uh, aspects that are at play for 2020. Um, But, you know, there, there's the idea of the dream with Neptune and this spiritual influence, but also what needs to dissolve away based on new spiritual understandings, and that's where it can be a little tricky sometimes. And so, but this is an opportunity, right? Because Jupiter uh, moving in a sextile, which is a door that we can open, we have to choose to open it, right? But now we can choose to move towards spirit, um, and we can also choose to release in our lives. And I think that might be a theme of this whole lunar cycle, that is setting us up for the dynamic action that's to come with the Aries ingress. Now, I will say one more thing about Venus because she is going through changes. Uh, Venus is definitely uh, going through some things in the first half of this lunar cycle as we make it up to the full moon in Virgo, which is going to be on uh, around March 9th, I believe, the 8th or the 9th, somewhere around there, uh, but close. <laughs> we'll be feeling it then. Um, but along the way, you know, she's going to, after she squares Jupiter, she's going to square Pluto. Pluto on the 28th of February, square Saturn on March 3rd, uh, move into Taurus, which is her sign of, uh, you know, nighttime strength, um, but then go on to make a, a kind of liberating Uranian movement with that conjunction on the full moon. So Venus is very much a part of this Piscean journey, which is interesting to think because she is exalted in Pisces as well. And she is, as I said earlier, uh, you know, the... Uh, 
the new moon's within the bounds or the terms of Venus. So she's kind of calling the shots here, and she can be very uh, uh, self-oriented from from uh, Aries at this point. But I think it's all getting us to this divine fortune that I'm talking about. So we have to roll with it, even if it feels a little, a little bit much right now. Now, a couple of the other aspects going on is here we have the sun and the moon. You know, they're at four degrees of Pisces. And who else is at four degrees? Well, that's Mars over in Capricorn. So this this new moon is also, because once again, sextile. So we are opening up a door to something. We have an opportunity here. And now Mars and Capricorn, which is very strong, you know, this is the sign of Mars's exaltation and, and cardinal earth can get things done, literally. You know, it's not in the mind anymore. It's not in the passion of our hearts. It's like, no, we're doing this. And so, not only is the new moon aspecting into what Mars's agenda is, um, but this is also where Mars currently is, was the Christmas solar eclipse degree uh, that happened, well, obviously on Christmas, uh, uh, December 26th for some people, depending on where you are in the world. But what's significant about this is that Mars at this position is highlighting what this eclipse was about in the first place, right? So it's go time with the new energies that are starting to manifest with this uh, this position in the solar eclipse. So especially if you have cardinal planets at around three to five degrees of, um, you know, Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, chances are you're going to feel that story really start to move ahead, uh, but you'll have an opportunity to work with it within this new moon position. Uh, because, and that's the thing too, is the, one of the first movements that the moon makes after this new moon is the sextile to Mars. So there really is an activation that is taking place, um, but it's in this point of transitions and beginnings. It's it, there, There's less of a stability quality that's going on with this new moon, um, but there is movement in the idea of transition uh, and starting new foundations. Now, another new a great point of this new moon is that then after Mars, it's going to go on to trine the North Node and Cancer, um, which adds to the spiritual component and that kind of destiny component of that Pisces just naturally is. So there is something that is tied up within destined movement. um, And we know that spirit is all about that. (laughs) So know that that's another kind of point that is being activated and set up immediately after this new moon. And then after that, the moon will go to conjunct Mercury retrograde, um, which will prep us for uh, the Sun-Mercury Kazemi and that point of understanding and a whole new mercurial cycle with the Sun that's going to seed on the 25th on Tuesday. So there is a lot of, you know, kind of destiny-oriented cycle-like magic that's going on Um, because it's not only just the the new moon trining into this position and and Mercury retrograde getting on that same page, but Mars, who I just spoke of, who has this opportunity of the sextile on the solar eclipse degree, is in exact conjunction with the south node, or just pretty much close, to <laughs> really close to exact conjunction with the south node. It's approaching. It's almost there. But, it, you know, it's close enough. So this is adding another destiny type of nature uh, to this particular season, if, you know, if Pisces wasn't already spiritual enough to begin with. Um, but it is a point of release. And so that's really 
pairing in once again with the idea of releasing and letting go uh, and giving something away to, uh, you know, the earth or spirit so that we can go forward with the new agendas that are at play because we kind of we got to drop off the old before we can start the new and that's kind of just where we're at at this particular time and that's where kind of the uranian signature comes in too because right before the sun and the moon um you know make their conjunction on sunday morning uh the sun is going to sextile uranus at uh in taurus uh, in those early degrees of taurus um and of course the moon will that's her last uh, stop she's going to make before she hits that new moon position. So there's an awakening quality to this uh, lunation that is happening as well, um, which is a point of release because we're just, you know, we've upgraded. We know what we need to do. We're leveling up. Uh, we know where we need to uh, maybe liberate our energy from a certain place or we have to maybe uh, confront something um, in order to do so. Uh, but once again, this is a sextile. So there is, you know, the, the universe really wants to work with us, but it knows what we're trying to do might be difficult or challenging. Um, and so I, we have that opportunity if we're willing to dare to, to do what we need to do. Now, another interesting uh, aspect to this is the fact that this new moon is actually on a fixed star called Fomalhaut, um, which is one of the royal fixed stars that at one point, um, a long time ago, before procession, the procession of the equinoxes happened, uh, that this was the winter solstice star, and this would be the point of the winter solstice. But over time, you know, it's, it's moved on. <laughs> um, but it sits now at four degrees of Pisces uh, in the... Uh, Pisces Astrina, Astrini, I don't know if I'm saying that right, the constellation, but it's the mouth of the fish, right? And we know that the fish is a very, uh, a very spiritual, uh, you know, symbol because it's, we're wading through the waters of spiritual consciousness, right? And the star has the nature of Venus and Mercury together. So that adds a, kind of a softening um, and a message-oriented uh, energy to this fixed star, um, which can add a little, you know, mystical component, a little magical component. Um, and with any royal fixed star, there is kind of the high, high up of it, but there's also the thing that can pull you down. Um, and so the high up is that spiritual leadership and being able to maybe help lead others uh, through a spiritual place, but also yourself because, you know, spirit speaks to you and you can take control of your life in order to lead it in the direction that you like. Um but success as long as you avoid corruption. So we don't want to get corrupt within all this, all the, you know, because Pisces can be shifty at times too. And so we have to be above board most uh, with our knowings and what spirit is telling us. Now, I found it interesting too with this fixed star is that it's associated with the archangel Gabriel, which, um, you know, whether or not you're religious or not, you know, you can still take... Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a dogmatic person by any ways, and, but I don't judge people who do assign, you know, to each their own. But I love the symbolism at play with the idea of Archangel Gabriel uh, governing this star, uh, because his name means God is my strength. Uh, and we can replace that word God with universe or spirit or heart or love, you know, all those things can fit into that. But there is that component of that spiritual quality that is giving us strength at this time. 
And so some of the things, uh, some of the areas that Archangel Gabriel works in is he works with children, you know, if we're trying to conceive or pregnancies or birth something. And that could be a literal child or that could be a child of the imagination, which is definitely a strength that Piscean energy can bring to the surface. Uh, It also encourages your passion. You know, when you want to go after something in life and you're passionate about it and you want to follow your dream, you know, Jupiter sextiling Neptune right now. Yes, follow the dream. We can figure certain things out later, but right now we have to have that faith and that hope to follow the passion in the dream. It also gives us strength uh, and protection to where we, you know, when we're feeling emotionally vulnerable or weak in some sense, which Pisces can be very overwhelming in that, you know, uh, regard, especially as Mercury retrogrades through this sensitive territory. So he can help us release um, maybe negativity that might be bringing us down or just give us what we need to feel stronger in the situations and so we're not as vulnerable and we're more in flow with spirit. And then lastly, Archangel Gabriel taps into communication and just communicating with others and and being, uh, you know, being able to get through some maybe some charged emotions that might be in the picture or where we have to be vulnerable once again and we have that strength and that protection to give the communication that we need. So I thought that was a lovely addition to this particular new moon placement to have Fomalhaut right uh, right there with the mouth of the fish. Now, to add to this with the tarot correspondences, and I forgot to say earlier, uh, if you want to go to my astro blog over at energeticprinciples.com, you'll see a picture of all the tarot correspondences along with a chart for the new moon. Um, and uh, I'm sure other things are over there too. But so when we're looking at the tarot correspondences, um, our new moon is in the decan of the Eight of Cups which also aligns with the idea of Saturn in Pisces. Um, And so this is the card of indolence or what might be known as abandoned success. And so typically we see uh, in Rider Waite, we'll see someone walking away from a situation. You know, the moon is starting to wane. And it's time to move on, you know, emotionally. Um, and so there is that idea of release and maybe having to abandon something, Um in the process in order to get to the nine, which is trying to light us up with what would satisfy us and our wishes to be granted. But first we have to let go and walk away from what we know might not be working anymore. And that can just be anything in life to, you know, from a a job to a relationship to just a way of being within ourselves or our day-to-day lives that is just not setting us up for the success um, that we would like, especially on an emotional or spiritual level. So there is a release and a walking away quality to this new moon in order to grow that divine fortune that I'm talking about with Venus and Jupiter squaring um, within the signature. Now, the trumps associated with the Eight of Cups are the moon and the universe. Uh, And we know the moon, you know, we might be walking through some dark right now. We might be just going by the guidance of our intuition. And in order to go by the guidance of your intuition, you have to trust what comes in. Because when it's dark and it's hazy and you don't have, you know, uncertainty or doubt swirls around you, you have to go with your gut. You know, you have to go with your, what is intuitively speaking within you. Um, 
but also use the power of your imagination to find solutions or to move beyond certain things. And that's where the universe comes in, uh, the card of Saturn and the last trump of the, you know, of the tarot. And so there is a fulfillment quality here. Uh, and we're going through this lunar period to get to the fulfillment or to get to the end, which is the beginning. And so it's, I think that's a very positive card, and especially a manifest. Uh, like a manifesting quality to it. But in order to get to that universe uh, in the, you know, the new beginnings uh, that will be so fruitful, uh, we're going to have to go through this moon phase. And another card that's associated with this too is the water trump, and that's the hanged man. Uh, this is the card that just aligns with the idea of water, which obviously Pisces is very watery. Um, and we know with that card, there is this element, once again, of release and surrender and maybe suspending your judgment for a little bit, especially as we go through this Mercury retrograde, because there, you know, maybe logic at this point in time is not going to work with for us because logic is, you know, that's, have you ever heard of justification, justifying something? You know, that's where logic comes in and it's just not what we need at this point in time. We're going to need it soon. But as we start going through this and finish up the Mercury retrograde process, there we're going to have to suspend our judgment just long enough to allow that perspective to change um, and to get out from under that water by acquiescing to it. So now a couple other correspondences with Mars. Remember, because Mars is sextiling in here um, and giving us the juice to move forward. And he's currently sitting at the two of discs position where this is all about change and rearranging uh, what we got going on in the material world. You know, we're going to have to juggle some things. We're going to find what fits, what doesn't. um, And there's going to be a lot of movement going on. Now, with Venus squaring Jupiter, so we have Venus, uh, who is in the position of the Three of Wands, squaring Jupiter, who's in Capricorn in the position of the Three of Discs. Now, the Three of Wands is, you know, we've set things up. We see the vision. We know where this is going. We might even already prepared enough. And now we just have to wait for the ship to come in and hold, you know, what we have uh, put out there with our passions and our goals and uh, continue to nurture that through our own sense of like, okay, this is it. I might have to wait. Uh, The ship's going to come in. But for now, I'm going to challenge myself to do the work. And that's Jupiter and Capricorn with the three of discs. And this is doing the work, teaming up with other people, finding the resources that you need to help solidify and move towards the solid foundation that's coming. Um, And so there's a lot of creative energy, a lot of productive energy, and a lot of energy that's just moving around to uh, re-situate things too. And Aquarius season might have felt like some of that, but there's still that going on. but there is movement in the second half of this lunar period. So do know that. But in in the meantime, we still need to do some rearranging here. Now, with the Sabian symbol, this one is so interesting to me with five degrees of Pisces, because we're going to take the degree in the minute and round up with Sabian symbols. And so for five degrees Pisces, I get the uh, symbol of a church bazaar with the keyword of benefit, and the theme of cheerful giving. And, you know, we, I think of a, a, a church bazaar where everybody's in there with their tables and all the different things that they're, they're, that, you know, one man's trash is another woman's treasure that comes to mind, right? Because, you know, but a bazaar, you're getting rid of something. If you're selling it, you're letting it go, right? 
But if you're buying it, that's something new that you're probably getting at a good price because someone is being beneficent, you know, beneficent with their goods that they have. Um, and so there is this spirit of giving and giving back, um, but also releasing in order to give back. So some of the things that come up is um, if we're going to tap into the, the Venus energies at play and that kind of Piscean idea of merging with other people, because Pisces, you know, this is a place of no boundaries. But luckily, Jupiter's in Capricorn at this time, and so boundaries are much more apparent than they normally are with Pisces seasons. Um, but, you know, there, there's—who are we affiliating with? Who are we committing to? Uh, how do those relationships feel? How does the merging process go? Um, uh, you know, are we giving? Are we getting? Is it a nice balance? And so that might be something that comes in at this time, too. Now, uh, another thing, too, is, is to be able to capitalize on social connections and your community and the people that are there to support you through a like mind or camaraderie or you just have a certain fellowship uh, of, you know, just understanding. Uh, because that's, you know, it's essentially what a church is. People come together because they're under the same belief. Uh, principle and in you know that's what they're sharing. Um, so finding you know and nurturing those social connections and what we can give uh, and give back um, and what we can get from those you know that that give and take that ebb and flow um, charity fundraising you know freely giving of yourself just to better society you know <laughs> like not everyone's about that these days um, but that might be a point of Pisces season to really help connect spiritually by giving you know bring things to your local um, donation center clear out the life do some early spring cleaning um, and and just give that away and hopefully someone through your generous donation is going to get something that's going to be really helpful for them moving forward. And one last point with this too is that, uh, you know, having everyone's best interest in mind with these long-range plans, because especially with Jupiter and Capricorn and Saturn being there, and we're all starting these bigger cycles of life, um, and we are looking at the long term, and we we are getting there, but we have to have make sure everyone's best interest is in mind, not just our own or not just giving ourselves to someone else because we think that it's just easy to like, oh, I'll just do what you want to do. No, we have to be on the same page and that everyone's interest is at play. Otherwise, that might be where the release comes in or that where, you know, you need to renegotiate the idea of give and take. So just being clear with that, and that really is another point of boundaries, which is not always Pisces strength. So we're going to have to use that Jupiter in Capricorn, and we're going to have to use that fiery Venus in Aries, who is on her way to square Pluto and square Saturn, uh, which will definitely give you some boundaries um, and changing dynamics, especially in relationships with other people and really what it is you value in life. So to really, you know, sum it all up, there's there's so much going on with this new moon, uh, and I think it's all leading us to this divine fortune that I'm talking about. But in order to get there, we have to suspend ourselves. We have to release still. We have to uh, make movements. We have to transition while beginning. Uh, and it might not be that stabilization period yet, but we're getting there. Um, and right now, we just have to hold faith uh, and stay, uh, you know, at that point of hope and optimism that spirit is going to guide us in the right direction just as long as we slow down enough uh, to honor what comes in um, and to release where we need to. 
So now to stay up to date on, you know, the micro and the macro of the day-to-day, consider signing up for my weekly audio cast, my forecast that goes out every Sunday on Patreon. Uh, So I help you get through the seven-day period and break it down in Virgo-like detail, um, along with tarot cards and our Animal Ambassador of the Week, uh, and also a segment I have called Ask Mel. Um, And so there's a lot in that program that can get you on the right page to start your week and just keep you in the know, you know, because I promise I will do that. I love doing that. Uh, So to find out more about that, uh, it starts at $5 per month. Uh, You can go to patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Now, also, if you haven't listened to the Pisces season episode that I did with Spencer Michaud, you know, that is up and running on my, uh, on SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and we did a nice extra long episode because this is a juicy month of Pisces season. So be sure to check that out. So, all right, everyone. Well, I'm wishing you new moon in Pisces blessings. Go with the flow. Listen to spirit and let it guide you to what is next for you. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, may the stars be with you. Mm -hmm.